I'm Christian Humes. And I'm John Paul Murphy. And you're listening to Watch World. And today we'll be talking about the third episode in the 11th series of Doctor Who with the 13th Doctor. And this episode is titled Rosa. Yes. <laughs> John, why is it titled Rosa? Well, you warned me last week that often the Doctor and the TARDIS will send the Doctor and his crew his companions back in time to certain time periods on Earth in which they must blend in and help out historical figures do something. Um, So this one, uh, they decide to basically do Back to the Future and go back to 1955 Montgomery and kind of fiddle with the past a little bit. It's almost hard to say it's like Back to the Future because they were messing with time in a way that had like they were doing this kind of stuff before back to the future yeah yes yes but this you know one, what i mean yes but i think this episode really reminded me of yeah back to the future because of the like what the bad guy was trying to do yeah just the whole idea of like they kind of accidentally go back to this time and then it's kind of like oh we have to make sure it's kind of put together <laughs> you know so the so certain events line up exactly how it's supposed to happen or else you know the I guess equilibrium is all going to get off and we're all going to die for some reason. I don't know. You know, one of the things I I thought about on this episode is the way in which Dr. Hugh uses science fiction as both sci-fi and fantasy, where a lot of the details and the nitty gritty of the sci-fi works the same way magic would, where like the sonic screwdriver is basically magic. It's not really science fiction. Yeah, because it basically... She can kind of do a lot of different things with it. They don't right. really explain. And it, she just like w- waves it and then it's like, oh, it told me this thing. And it's better than yeah. having this complicated system and explaining it away. It's like, okay, it just, it does it. And once you've accepted that, like, you don't have yeah. to worry about it anymore. But then. She kind of uses it like a, a thermometer oftentimes. Like the way she holds it oh, and then the way she looks at it. It's like a pregnancy test or a monitor, like a thermometer. It's very basically. much like a tricorder from Star Trek where it like has like multifunction it can like analyze and read things and yeah but yeah like the way she's holding it (laughs) it's like a pregnancy test yeah (laughs) it's positive oh god anyway sorry i was interrupting what you're saying about Um, science fantasy in the show but like the big the big conceits of the show are always like sort of kind of grounded in science fiction or the with the way that they deal with like string theory or multiverse and time and uh, things like that um but then when they get down to the like how all the little individual pieces move, they're like, well, it's like this. We're not going to do that. That's insane. So let's just treat it almost like it's magic. And I think it's a nice blend. Like it works well. Yeah, I think so. Um, now, really? how much of um, this in Doctor Who in the past, how much has he unintentionally crafted black history? I mean, all they did was sustain black history uh, here, I, right? Okay, because so those the- things were going to happen. They did happen. Now... Now in this time, because because in Doctor Who, uh, there are multiple universes um, and time like we've seen time actually be changed. So so you shouldn't assume that although they were there in this version, that they were always there. You shouldn't make that assumption with Doctor Who. This is what's so confusing about something about time travel. It's the same. This is the same paradox that's in Back to the Future as well. Yeah. um, In which Marty you know, basically steals rock and roll from Chuck Berry only to give it back to him. Right. <laughs> um, it's like, yes. In the, in, if you look at the events of this episode, they kind of, they do balance it correctly. And then ultimately, like, it 
it was always Rosa Parks's strength, internal strength, that she was going to do this act of, you know, defying the bus driver. But it also, when you kind of take a step back and look, it's like the doctor and the companions did have a major part in getting her to that point, even if she wasn't aware. Yes. Although at the same time, all they did was make sure that she took the bus at that time and that they the other the dude bus. drove it. But that's only because someone was screwing with it. If the person hadn't screwed with those things, you know, they didn't tell her, like, you have to make sure you sit or anything like that, you know? No, but it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just like you when you kind of start, like, messing around with the sure. background yeah. of things, yeah. you're kind of sort of implying that, like, this couldn't have been done without the help of a bunch of British people. <laughs> That's, um, I'd agree with you had they told her what to do. But because she still made that choice totally on her own, you know? Yeah, it's all about perspective in the sense that like, yeah. they, they do balance it correctly in the sense that in the end, I thought it was going to go almost in a, wor- like a, a, like a not-so-good direction. Like One of them was going to have to like do something more direct to make it happen. And yeah. I'm glad, and it, and like the whole, it's kind of very sad at the end when it's kind of like Graham is told like we can't do anything, we have to like let it. Right. Like, once it happens, we have to let it happen. Yeah, and, and so, you can like, see everyone like wanting to jump in. Yeah, and like they can't, and so Correct. that was like, I think the most powerful part of the episode. I just think there was this kind of that that sort of theory or that kind of underlining feeling about like when like, about time travel and just like the dangers of it and what it. And also as a fictionalized storytelling device, like what does it say and what does it do for us in some ways? I don't know. It's like, why must they maintain certain events in history? But then, you know, it's like, oh, can we all we also we can't stop Hitler? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and part of the reason is when they do when they have screwed with things before, it has uh, had negative ramifications, especially when it concerns like a life or death like. The doctor saved someone's life, and that was uh, very problematic once when that happened. Um, I see. And so, like, time had to be re-altered so that, like, that person had to die. Because it was—the way Doctor Who has described it is certain things are sort of fixed. And if you fuck with them, then, like, all the threads of time can become untethered. But not everything in time has to be, like, some things—some threads are loose and can be moved around, but certain ones have to be fixed. And it's yeah. it's interesting. And then when whenever it gets complicated, they just say uh, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey is the. <laughs> they're like, uh, that's that's their phrase, um, which I think yeah. is great because then it's that's and that's why I say like it's the sort of magic of the show is once you try to really logic it, they don't they just tell you like, hey, like that's not what we're here to do. We're not making this because in the next episode, we're probably not going to talk about any of the stuff we did today. This isn't no, you know. They've been they've been pretty good about so far having like three unique, yes, you know, three different storylines that are sort of different episodes and stuff like that. And I don't, I'm not like gonna ponder and question the you know the logic of the time travel or like what makes sense. That all kind of sort of makes sense. It's like to the goal of the episode, they want things to stay as they are, so certain events will happen in the future, and it doesn't get too out of control. Um, it is fun to know that there. I guess there's space racists that are like traveling through time, trying to fuck with history. Well, my guess is he's human from the future. Okay. Like, I was thinking, do you think he could be the bus driver's like great, 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 great grandson? Maybe, but it's like really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just his whole speech right before Ryan blasts him back in time. 
when he's just like you people like yo that was wild like, when like the doctor i do not think would approve of that no and i thought that was actually kind of a cool moment that he's just like fuck you i'm just gonna send you back to the dinosaur period or yeah. something but just that speech i was like is he a like so he's like a man from the future in some space prison yeah thing and it's like maybe i don't know it's like you think that Oh, I guess who knows? It's but I think that's part of the point, right? Racist. I think that's part of the point was to say that like this is almost going to be a never-ending fight for e- equality, right? Yeah, it's kind of like there's there's it's like Terminator, you know, yeah. like the the racists of the future are going to send racists back in time to like screw with progressive history. Because there's a, there's a conversation um, that's in the show where they're talking about like, well, things are better, but they're not perfect. Like I still have to do this, and I have to make sure I do that. Like these days. Uh, and the doctor is like, oh, there'll be a black president in 50 years. And then 50 years later, who knows? And I'm like, yeah, who fucking knows right now? <laughs> like, it could be it could be worse than it is in the time you're in right now. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. It is. It would have uh, been better if the guy at the, right before he gets blasted, he put on a MAGA hat. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I had a really weird thing happen where I started the episode and it then cut to like two years later. Or whatever, right. Yeah. And I had to pause it. So I paused it, and I went and did some stuff, and then I came back, and I unpaused it. I had already now forgotten, because it was long enough time, that it was about Rosa Parks or whatever. So when it starts, you just uh, the one woman drops, like, what was it, a handkerchief or a glove or something? Yeah, and that that guy, oh, my God. Wait, so when he when he picks up the glove and hands it to her, and then he gets slapped in the face, it was weird. They shot it like it was comedy, and it was like slow-mo, and he gets slapped in the face. I had forgot what was happening, so I laughed, and then he oh, calls geez. him. You know, he he says, uh, I don't know, you call it the C word. Like, I feel uncomfortable with this. <laughs> um, and uh, I was like, oh, shit, wait, what's happening again? And then I was like, oh, right, we're in, like, the 1950s. This is super fucked up. And then, like, yeah. Later, someone calls the mongrels. The one woman gets called Mexican because none of these people even know what a Middle Eastern person looks like. It She's is. Pakistani, yeah, which is, I guess, more Asian than. yeah. Asian continental, but again, like yeah, that was that was Crazy. interesting. And like it, I couldn't really. I I under, like I'm not going to deny that like 1955 Montgomery, Alabama was a like super tense and you know bad time for minorities and like people they were treated like garbage. It did come off a little bit like these people were like 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 everybody like that guy. He seemed like kingpin level like villain. <laughs> no, when the cop showed up and he was like, "I heard you're harboring two mongrels." I was like, "Holy." and you can tell these are all british actors too oh my putting on southern accents (laughs) god yeah Uh, it was a it's a dark episode john it's a very dark episode it uh it is fun it is interesting though that they you know because a lot of comedians have brought up the idea of like especially you know minority comedians as far as like like you can't time travel as a minority you can't go back in history. yeah yeah like you can only go forward in time, you know. <laughs> That's like, a really good point. Uh, and so this is kind of you. I immediately thought of that too when it's like, oh, we're in you know Alabama, nineteen fifties, and like, oh, this is not going to be good for Ryan or for Yaz or you know, um, you know. I guess do- the doctor is could be considered a strange, you know, transgender weirdo. Um, but I guess you know, no one really. She's kind of on the lower level at this point as far as <laughs> getting messed with by people so yeah the um, doctor in this episode also um there was very much a sort of stand your ground moment where like it felt like she was meant to sort of emulate 
what Rosa Parks does, where she goes and she sees the guy, and it's it's not a lethal, but it's like a potentially lethal confrontation she has, and like she's being choked, and she still chooses to stand her ground in the same way that Rosa does. Uh, again, I love the non-violent problem solving, which is why, really, again, it was crazy when that guy gets sent just blasted back in time. Yeah. <laughs> There might be consequences from that. There very well might be consequences, or just might not get touched on again. It's also another possibility. He doesn't have to say anything. It's not like anyone's going to remember. He does not. He does not. Um, I'll agree the villain was weird because of, like, I just don't totally get the motivation of the villain. So that's why I'm choosing to believe he's, like, the bus drivers. Yeah. Like, he he stood out a lot as, like, I'm like, oh, that's a very good-looking man. I like that he's, like, a greaser. At first, and you're just like, yeah, and I'm like... He could, like no one would believe that man's like yeah. living in Montgomery. Yeah, like, that man's too good looking to be there. <laughs> it, there was I was at first I was hoping he wasn't going to be a bad guy when we first saw him because in uh, the David Tennant Doctor Who, um, there's this character who ends up uh, going on the spinoff show, uh, and he's basically like a time cop. Oh, actually, he started with Christopher Eccleston. My mistake. And he's basically like a time cop sort of a thing. And so I was hoping maybe that they were bringing that whole thing back because he also had like a very leather jacket, a uh, very good looking guy. But instead, he just ended up being like a future space racist. <laughs> I always thought that once we got to space faring, like intergalactic time, we would just be uh, xenophobic to extraterrestrials, to like actual illegal aliens. You would think. You know? You know? You would you would think that's like we would unite around a common foreigner. Yes. Too. Once there, you know, aliens would true space aliens would cause the world to unite. It's the message of Independence Day is that we would all come together against because because suddenly well, just being human is the thing that unifies us. <laughs> I mean, that's what kind of happened with the Irish and the Italians. It's like they got right. adopted into whiteness because yes. they're like, oh, you know, we got to f- unite against the other other. Well, and it's so. because people love pizza. That's true. People love, and love pizza, and they like their beer. So, <laughs> not not Italian beer, but Irish beer. Yeah, is Brett Kavanaugh Irish? I'm sure. I thought right? that was the joke Kavanaugh? you were making when you said oh. they like their beer. I like um, beer. What particularly stood out to you in this episode? Uh, like, I love any the fun favorite joke moments? about um, that the doctor makes about giving the the phone basically to Elvis. The whole the Elvis story, like she knows Elvis basically. Yeah, I. F- no, go on. Oh, and then I was like, and then, and then I felt really bad for the guy they trick into going to Las Vegas for some reason. I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Las Vegas the act then must suck. 19, uh, maybe no, that's like the height of the Rat Pack though. Yeah, but it's compared to what it is today. I would imagine Vegas is so dinky back then. I'm sure it's more dinky, but I'm sure it's probably crazier. Like uh, interesting. Also more dangerous, but like way more as dangerous. far as but as far as just like you could probably just be chilling in a casino with Frank Sinatra and like Dean Martin, you know, mm. smoking and drinking all day, you know, and gambling. That'd be that's that's the dream right there. That's the dream. <laughs> I did, but does he get to go? Because I think they imply that like she did talk to Frank Sinatra. Yes. Right. And so, th- so actually, I don't feel bad for him then if he actually does get to go to Las Vegas. Yeah, I agree. Good for him. I I speaking of the phone I love when he was like I'm Steve Jobs. Oh yeah, that was great. It's when he's sort of like, we we have we made an invention. It's a phone and it takes pictures and it plays music. I'm like this motherfucker. Yeah. 
and then they add on. It's like, what's your name, Steve? Yeah, Steve Jobs. No, Steve Jobs would never do that. <laughs> Steve Jobs would never <laughs> lie to you. <laughs> like, why are you talking in the third person? So good. There were actually a, a good handful of like funny jokes. I loved the joke in the diner because like the tensions had just gone down from the the confrontation on the street, and now they're in the diner. I'm like, okay, everything's. It's all calm down. Then, of course, the whole, like, we don't serve your kind here. And he's like, well, that's good. I don't eat them. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, that was a good that comeback. That was a great comeback. That's such a good comeback. And then when she calls her Mexican, I was so confused. And then they kind of repeat that later. Oh, like yeah. Ryan tells that to her. Yeah, he calls he's he like... calls her Mexican later. And she's like, I'll, <laughs> she's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. She does it. I forget what she says. She does say something kind of weird and almost a derogatory against Mexicans, though, as far as, like, counteracting that when they're outside the diner i forget what it was but no she just says something it's not derogatory but she says something oddly negative about it what no it's just more like she didn't even understand like why the hell she was being called mexican so it's like insulting it's like it's like if you're gonna insult me you know no yeah, what the fuck i mean they understood that she they'd never seen right a Pakistan but it person was probably it, before. it was interesting like some of the things that they brought up to remind people like they really didn't pull any punches with how just fucking awful people were back then and it was good i think how they reminded everyone like hey you know they're on the bus and she's like so do i also have to go to the back or is that just for black people or like how does this work yeah and she's like i guess i can sit up front here i guess no one cares yeah and it seemed like no one did so well there's a moment later when ryan goes to rosa park's house and he's having the me- she's having like sort of the meeting and then martin luther king shows up yeah, that was wild. Um, yeah, I didn't really like his the the guy's performance of MLK like, wasn't great, but um, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was just surprising because it was already seemed like a big enough deal to have Rosa Parks. So to just have like the Martin Luther King cameo, have the Avengers of the Civil Rights Movement show up, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> <In one. laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I didn't actually see this coming. A lot of uh, Nan being talked about in this one, where they kind of don't yes. really talk about the last episode. Um, yes. which is I thought was um kind of good to kind of keep that sort of emotional storyline going between Ryan and Graham and stuff so yeah and you know from what we know about uh Graham like he hasn't been around forever so it seems like there was a very good bonding experience with him cuz like he's like no this is my grandson like he's like I'm not going to like it is what it is like if you have a problem with it like fuck you sort of a thing I thought that was really awesome yeah, when they're at the kind of by the river there, and they, yeah, they're kind of get, trying to get the bus driver to go back. Yeah, that bus driver sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's really hard to like believe, but then you kind of have to realize that you know white men in in this era, like they had such an inferiority complex that it's like it does make sense that they would be super aggressive. I mean, if Reddit like existed this. back then, we'd still have our incels. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's why it's like you have a guy who. He thinks he's in his own kingdom, which is this bus, and he can like basically treat people like shit. I, I must have known this at some point, but at least if it if that was the case, I must have forgotten. But I didn't realize they 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 literally made buses with an extra door. Yep, just for this purpose. But that is still around, as far as like there's oftentimes in a long bus there is a second yeah. door. But it feels like like I'm just like think... I'm. That's my point. Like I'm worried that the reason there's an extra door. <laughs> Is this weird artifact from a, a much worse time in our history. Or maybe it just became a practical door to get yeah. more people on and off. And it didn't yeah. really matter as far as like the the problem wasn't the door. It was 
the segregation of the bus. Correct. And sure, the door may have stemmed from that, but it also became a practical thing yeah. of getting on and off the bus easily and adds an extra emergency exit. I got to tell you, so often, especially these stories, which have almost become like folklore in our time, uh, just like the way history is retold and rewritten uh, constantly, I was shocked, especially for this to be on a fictional show, for how accurate they portrayed the time. Like they really didn't Disney it up, especially with like the first thing Rosa Parks is like, unless you want to end up dead like that boy who just went missing and then was found like his body in the river. And like the guy threatens to like, he'll end up on a noose like that's that's just right at the start of the episode they're like no america was a horrible 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 place uh was or still is yes well (laughs) still is but it's not not quite and then i started thinking about actually this so the 1950s it's possible that there was someone alive like around slavery times at that point you know what i mean yeah i mean in theory, may- maybe they would probably start getting up into uh, like a hundred years old because, especially like maybe if they were like born at the Civil War, yes, because that's basically you're, you're looking at a hundred years. Yeah, there are probably some people in their nineties. It's very possible. Like yeah, a, th- a thing that people everyone thinks like our lifespans are getting longer. They're really not. It's just that more people on average are living longer, but people still live to a hundred, even two hundred years ago. It's just incredibly rare. So I wouldn't be surprised. And so that's what I was thinking. It's like, oh, shit. Like, no wonder these people are so awful because we're basically two generations separated from, like, that era. That and also it's, like, for the last, you know, 70 years, they've been in an under a Jim Crow system, which is, right. you know, like racial segregation. So right. it's, like, a lot of these people that are in their, like, 20s and 30s in, in this thing are, like, went up to believe that it's, like, they're the, you know, superior race and, you know other minorities are the inferior race and it's like that's just the way it is what i thought was interesting about this is with the bbc deciding to do this you know with this being a non-american series i thought it was interesting that even rosa parks history is seemingly taught in the uk and the civil rights movement because i'm sure they had their own civil rights movement but it was very different it's vastly different from ours because slavery was abolished much earlier if i believe uh, if i remember correctly in the United Kingdom. It was much, much earlier, uh, at least in the United Kingdom. Then there's, there's a, I mean, they have a much more complicated history if you look at things like India and stuff. But um, at least slavery of African Americans was <laughs> abolished. Yeah, they earlier. don't get off scot-free here. You know? No, 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 no. no. Uh, <laughs> they did but they horrible did have, like, things the Jim Crow the laws that we had, at least in the same regards. And so it was interesting to see it sort of through their perspective of being like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I think they, in in some ways, they have done a much better job of addressing and then learning about certain points of history, whereas I feel like in American history and American society, we just have not really talked as a society about slavery or its effects or how to maybe address those effects because there's, you know, one half of the country just doesn't want to admit it existed. Or if it did, it, it immediately ended at a certain point and everything was the same after that. Equal. So this made me think about um, there were people, British troops and stuff were given pamphlets during World War Two when it came to like American troops. And like if they were ever going overseas or anything like that to the Americas, uh, they were given pamphlets about basically what it was like in America between black and white people because it was so different already at that time. 
because like they didn't have the segregation laws we had no yeah i think once especially in the, in the mainland uk it was like once kind of slavery was abolished and you know i think there was still a lot of discrimination but it wasn't as a institutionalized practice yeah, yeah. so they were able to address it and i think people grew up and became more progress- progressive faster yeah so. I think this was a pretty cool episode. It's very straightforward. Like, story-wise, uh, I, I just felt like we didn't have quite as much to dissect. Like, the things we really were dissecting were, like, the sort of specific messages that they were talking about. Like, obviously, never forgetting your history, but then also things about, like, you know, as much as time moves forward, like, there's always going to be work to do with that being the villain, like, standing your ground and... Like, like all of those messages are great to discuss, but like the story of the actual episode itself, although it has these great themes hidden in it, it's very sort of straightforward and, and simple and easy to digest, which is like, uh, I think makes it a very good episode. It's definitely not, I think, one of the best episodes, but it might be my favorite or one of my favorite historical episodes that they've done. Yeah, I think... I enjoyed it overall because it had this almost heist quality to the, the oh, storytelling it did. as well. It did at the it's... end there, especially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like if the if the heist was we had to get steel Rosa Parks and put her at this exact moment. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so like they Very had a lot Ocean's of... Eleven rap yeah. pack. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, that's how they reference yeah. Frank. So yeah. um Yeah, so I think it it was a very like overall straightforward story with a lot of deep kind of themes and, and sort of messages underneath about this kind of stuff with history. Um, I guess my one question for you is actually about the very ending of it after they get back to the TARDIS. Yes. And she, and they're kind of discussing about like how important she was. And then they kind of show this weird clip of her with Bill Clinton, like getting the like highest award that a, a citizen could ever get. Um, and then she goes, she was not just important for us history, but also the universe. And then she proceeds to take them to the doorway of the TARDIS and, like, open it up. And she shows them an asteroid called Rosa Parks. And I'm a little confused about what this, like, what that meant. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm curious if that's a real. Uh, like, is it, I think, I think the, the idea was that, like, at some point or another, they name an asteroid after her. So I guess the point is that her message, her story was never forgotten like they will tell it throughout all of human history so i think she was showing them like at some point in the future like even when we've conquered space like we're gonna name the, something we're gonna name something and, after her yes. like we would name a school so like i thought for a second i thought i was like is something bad gonna happen with that asteroid is it going to like affect history in some you know cataclysmic way <laughs> directly related to rosa parks okay so i thought so and i assumed it was real it is a real asteroid. There's asteroid uh, 284-996 was named after Rosa Parks in 2014. Okay. Which is uh, it, it's in the asteroid belt? Yeah. I, that's what yeah. I would have assumed, and that's what the assumption I made. I watched it with my girlfriend. She asked that question. I didn't know for a fact, but that was my guess. Just, like, we name exoplanets. We name yeah, asteroids. Yeah. So it's just, like, at some point, someone was like, oh, like, Rosa Parks. Boom. Done. Yeah. Okay, I just want I just want to clarify that because when she said mentioned like she changed the universe or like she you know affected the universe, I thought there was something more to that. But I guess that makes sense. It's like it would have been funny if the asteroid was shaped like her head or something. <laughs> like, what were you thinking? Like the asteroid was like comprised of an exploded like planet. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. It's like if we if she it's wasn't like, allowed to get on, on that like, bus, you know the name Rosa Parks <laughs> by the. <laughs> Uh, free rights movement. 
we in the future know Rosa Parks as the destroyer of worlds. Like she's like the future Thanos. <laughs> Rosa That's Parks why the guy was trying to kill her. Reaper of Earth. I thought the actress they got for Rosa Parks did a great job. Um, she was also uh, like she had freckles. And I don't know if they were yeah. trying to hide it, but it was like I was distracted by the fact that like she seemed maybe a little too young, but also not. No, I think Rosa Parks at that time had a very kind of younger face. Yeah. In that way. So I thought she did a good I, job. I don't think she's an American actress because it felt like some no, of everyone the in the, everyone in this in this show was like felt very British. Yes. But but putting on really aggressive Southern accents. Yes. But hers felt a lot more toned down. And because yeah. of that, I think it made her seem like, I don't know, uh, like there's a little bit of her energy wasn't quite there. But it was also like very quiet. Like it, it both worked. And at times I was like, oh, I can't tell if like you're hitting this the way you want to or if it's because of the accent and you're like trying to like make it feel authentic. Um but yeah. at the same time, it's like, come on, how do, you, how do you accurately portray a character who, like, a real-life character who's basically larger than life now, right? Like, <laughs> that is such a hard thing to do. Yeah, not make her, and also not make her a caricature. Yes, that's that's sort of what I mean. And that's why, like, at some times I was like, oh, I wish we had slightly more energy, but I think it was the smart move to really kind of make her a little understated. Yeah, and they do the same thing, too, with... Um, I'm glad they also did with Martin Luther King. Yes. Like they didn't go overboard and being like, you know, Ryan, I had a dream about you the other night. <laughs> I love how many people just ignore how weird these future people are. Like anytime they go in another time, like they're the things they're saying to these people in the past, everyone just brushes it off. It's like my nan's a huge fan of yours. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, people in your life yeah. that are a little strange, you know, they but, could be from the future. But, like Ryan fumbles constantly. He's just like he's like, yeah, like I learned all about you. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like you're gonna be so important. She's like, what? Uh, and I had one other thing that I remember thinking, which is, um, you know, actually a lot of the times they will, and maybe it's fifty fifty, but they will get called out on like, what are the fuck are you wearing? Sort of a thing. Yeah. You know, when when they're in like intergalactic era of humanity or just different parts of space. That often doesn't come up because it's like, oh, well, there's different people from all over the place. So, like, everything's just going to look different everywhere. But when they're back in the 1950s and she hands her her coat, I'm like, I bet, like, you probably don't even have this material yet. Like, when yeah. she's, wouldn't Rosa Parks be like, A, what the hell are you guys wearing? And B, what is this? I can't well, sew this. Didn't she we get don't that have coat this. in, like, a thrift store or something like that? Yeah, maybe. Even so then, I, could, I man, could see them being the same material. It's uh, maybe. Recognizable. It's seven years later. No, but like it's a thrift store, so I'm assuming like that coat might be slightly older. From Even like... if it's twenty years older, I think in the last fifty years, it's like a raincoat. It's gonna have some kind of material that probably didn't exist back then. Eh, it it looked like a fine. It looked like a normal kind of like like maybe like in- English maybe. coat. Or I something just hope like she that. doesn't like... check the tag and see like a 2016 copyright. <laughs> it's not like yeah, she's asking her to fix her latex like matrix style coat no but there probably is like some kind of like latex or like because of it's because of it's waterproof you know there's probably some kind of lining on it where she's like what the like everything everyone was wearing was kind of thick there was a lot of wool you know rosa wouldn't bring that up she would just no but i just like the idea that they hand a piece of clothing from the future to someone who fix like she fixes clothing for a living you'd think she'd be slightly more interested 
in the weird apparel that they've brought. Uh, I guess she's just chalking it up to them being from the UK. Yeah, those weirdo Brits yeah. and their strange-ass clothing. So. Yeah, that weird Steve Jobs and his strange mail phone. <laughs> Do you think like that alters time somehow? Like that, because <laughs> that that sheriff then just you know basically sells the patent or like sell. You know, no, because I think the sheriff and... was too dumb. Okay. He was like, he's like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> true but i wonder if graham would be like like a hurley situation where he tries to come up with like the empire strikes back yeah i that john that's one of my favorite things in all of lost oh okay that tiny little moment in all of lost when hurley's just like well i'm rewriting star wars (laughs) it's just i just there's just some things i thought they could come in i'm coming up with star wars It's so funny. It's such Anyways. a funny idea. Uh, I thought it was a great episode uh, overall. I had a lot of fun with it. It was very interesting. And, and like I said, typically the the uh, time period, like history ones, are my least favorite. And a lot of the times the character is a big caricature uh, or it's such a diversion from the historical character that it just feels so corny. And this uh, was like a very serious kind of episode, which was interesting. I am both looking forward to and not looking forward to next week's episode did you see the preview for it Uh, i did not watch the preview what is the title of it uh i think it's called like arachnids or something it looks like we're getting some kind of space spider monster which i am not excited about because it is gonna be it looked scary too so it looks like arachnids in the uk uh, yeah i guess we're getting our halloween scary af episode next week (laughs) all right i hate spiders john and the only thing oh, that... you're, just, you're just like Ron Weasley. Yeah, I love Ron Weasley, and I hate spiders. You know, it's worse than spiders. Time traveling space spiders, John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spiders are like very important to society. Ugh. They eat bugs, especially bad ones. If they eat mosquitoes only, but we don't really have mosquitoes out here, so no. But there, are spiders are everywhere. There are guardians and our protectors. You know, and Except for one when would say the you. best uh, superhero is Spider-Man. Uh, I'd put him in my top five. Yeah, he'd be he'd easily be on my MySpace top eight. MySpace top eight. Yeah. Well, I would be in my MySpace. Top I had eight. top six only. I didn't. I didn't stretch it to eight. You didn't stretch, but it it's automatically a top eight. You just had blank spots. I think so. I think That's I only weird. remember six, but uh, the symmetry would bother me. Because <laughs> it doesn't do three and three. It would have done four on the top, two on the bottom. Your bottom bottom two right would just be blank. Yeah, I would drive you only had six friends. Who knows? <laughs> maybe I only had six friends. Well, you had Tom, so maybe you only had five friends. It's true. <laughs> All right, John. If people want to keep in touch or touch you, well, don't touch me, but um, <laughs> don't you can me. keep in touch on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny B Good in LA. What about uh, that also, website? Uh, John Murphy dot com. And also, you can uh, listen to me on the Zeitheist podcast and Wishboning. John. Uh, also, if people want to watch something you've worked on i just feel like this is another place you can plug that uh yeah so um a movie i worked on gnome alone is available on netflix it's an animated uh show or movie for uh kids and families and adults alike watch it it's a lot of fun worked on it it's great um so and support it get get those streams up I keep seeing it on the front page of my Netflix, uh, and I am at Christian underscore Humes. We're outside heist or hashtag watch world. And until next time, John, hit me with that quote. What are you? You're not Banksy. Maybe I am. Banksy.